as he's walking, everything was, you know, the normal road. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it starts to become, the road starts to become rocky and, and uneven. After a while, it stops. Then he goes a little more, and then all of a sudden, there's tons of sand. And he started to cry. And he, and he davened to Hashem, and he said, Hashem, please allow me to fulfill the mission that my Rebbe has given to me. Good luck, everybody. Um, this is together. This is a hakel event. Thank you very much. Um, okay, this story is uh, quite the exciting one, and um, it also shows the importance of uh, not messing around with another person's parnasa, um, another person's livelihood. So let's let's get into it. So there was uh, a delegation from a certain town. It came to the Baal Shem Tev and asked the Baal Shem Tev to send one of his, either one of his Talmudim or one of the, pe- or one of, you know, the people who were his Nukuravim to send this guy to their town as a Rav, someone that they should have a Rav in their town. So Baal Shem Tev, uh, wanted to help them, so he figured it out who, who he should be and he sends this guy as a Rav for them and he became the Rav. And he was a very good Rav. He was involved in, you know, all the things, especially in the, in the aspect of tzedakah. He made sure that there were tzedakah, that, that all the, the uh, institutions of tzedakah, that all the money went to where they had to go and it ran smoothly and there were, you know, fundraisers. Everything was set up very good. And there was one guy over there, a person who was uh, a who would sit and learn all day. And because he was sitting and learn, how would he make his parnasa? There was a person who was in charge of fundraising for him. He would obviously get a commission, you know, like any shliach uh, mitzvah does. And he, 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 and, and he would go around and people would, would, you know, they would give their whatever it was a certain amount monthly so he, he, could, uh, he could live. Fine. So, now the Rav didn't like this. Why? Because what happened was when people would go around to collect for the cloud for the community, some people would say, listen, I, I can't give because I already gave to this individual. So the Rav figured that because he's a yachid, he's a, an individual, and what's more important, whenever you have a conflict between an individual and, and the community and the majority, so, you, you know, the, 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 the individual has to, you know, compromise. So he, so he started to, you know, influence the people that maybe they shouldn't give, you know, to him they should give to the cloud because that's more important until people started giving less and less to this individual. And the fundraiser himself saw that he wasn't even getting uh, enough to support, him, support himself. He stopped collecting and it affected this person's pranasa. And in the heavens, in the heavenly court, it made a big tumult. This wasn't a simple thing. And there was also something else that, that, that was uh, problematic, that they found that was problematic in, in Shemaim. What was that? that there happened to be a Dintera not too long, you know, after he became Rav. And he was in, in charge of, you know, being, uh, um, he was in, in charge of, of giving the, the halacha, giving the verdict. And there was about one person who was taking, who, who could have been affecting another person's livelihood. Masik um, meaning he, I don't know if he opened up a business near him or whatever it was, he was encroaching the other person's business. And the Rav wasn't so, 
diligent about taking care of it, and his psaktin wasn't so good. And so again, another example of someone who was losing his livelihood because of this Rav's decision. So in Shemayim, they ask the Satan if he's afraid of the Baal Shem Tev. What? Because he's because this person is connected to the Baal Shem Tev. So they ask Satan if he's afraid of the Baal Shem Tev. So he says, "Yeah, I'm afraid of the Baal Shem Tev." I love this story. So Pasha, the, the Satan is scared of the Baal Shem Tev. I, that's what I love about the story. The Satan's vision is scared. He's, he's scared. He doesn't want to go near. So 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 in Shemayim they say, "Listen, we're going to give you this guy. He's 100% in your shus. Don't be scared of the Baal Shem Tev because now." What did they ask him then? I think it was, whatever it was, it was like I guess they were reassuring the Satan. Don't worry, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be in trouble with with the Balshemtiv. So the Satan was very very happy that they gave over full permission for him to to mess with this Rav as he wants, and the Balshemtiv can't do anything about it. And he decides he's gonna do something which is even more bitter than death. He's gonna put a juke in his head, make him, you know, make him go nuts, and decide to give up his faith to Shmad. To uh, yeah, so, now, the, the, the Rav, he had a, the way he would do things on, on, on Shabbos, uh, on Shabbos morning was, he would daven b'echidus in his house until Kriya Satera. He would go to Shul for Kriya Satera. Here, Kriya, daven Musaf with the, the with, with, with the minion, and then he would go back home, and people would accompany him home, and he would have a lot of mashka for everybody to make l'chaim on. He himself would make kiddush on wine and drink very little wine. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, drink anything too heavy, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't want to get drunk or tipsy, he had to be, you know, he's a rav, he has to be fully in control and, 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 uh, and aware, and the morning, the Shabbos morning after the Satan was given control, he already has his talis and all his big Shabbos, and all of a sudden he gets this burning desire to just shmat. So he takes a swig of, uh, of, uh, of mashke, a humongous swig, right? He, and he just runs with his all his, his clothes, his talis, kapatas, everything. He runs for the, to the outskirts of the town where the galach, li- the galach lives, yeah. And the galach sees uh, the rav walking in. He's like, "What's what's this?" He says, "I'm here to shmad." He says, "What are you talking about? You're here to shmad." He says, "Say that, you know." So the the the, the galach is like. He caught such a big fish, the, the rub of the town, imagine how it's going to influence everything. He says, listen, right now I have guests. You know, stay, stay over here. We gave him a room. I guess it was, it was, his, it was the, his, individu- his, his uh, private home. Stay here, and uh, after I'm done, I'll come to you. Um, and, and he told his servant to put some food and, and, some more, and some mashke in front of him. So he's there, and he's waiting. He takes, he takes another uh, swig of mashke, and uh, he's so not used to alcohol, he never drinks, he, so he throws up all over himself, and he falls asleep on the floor. And he's asleep for a few hours. He wakes up, and this galach still didn't finish his business, he's still in the middle of the shop, he takes another swig of mashke, falls asleep again, until it got dark outside. And <laughs> now, meanwhile, the people in the shul, they don't know what happened. The people in the community, they don't know what happened to their rav because they came to, they, they don't see him in shul. They came to his house. He's not there. And they do some investigation and they hear that their rav went to become, went to give up his faith. And they, they're, they're, they're pushed, they're sitting shiva. They're, our rav, we, you know, our, our holy rav, he went and did this, you know. 
and it was very, very, uh, very sad moment for the community. Now, the Bashantiv during during Shalshudis, he had a minog to look and see where all of his Talmudim are holding, are holding. And when he looks into this individual Rav, he sees a darkness and impurity and unholiness. Klippa. And he goes, and, and he's in the middle of saying Bnei And he gets to the words of Levatala Kol Klippa to nullify all the Klippas, all the impurity, all the evil forces. And he, he, uh, he's go, he starts to go into the higher chambers in Shemayim, whatever that means. And he goes from one chamber to the next, trying to figure out what's going on with this particular Rav. And they're not, he can't figure it out until he gets to a very important and high chamber. And over there they tell him what happened. I forgot a very important detail of the story. The Bashantim, when he found out what happened to his Talmud, he, he started saying a lot of things about him to Lama He said, what do you mean? How, how could you give him, you know, how, how can you uh, Who's put him in such a situation? The Bashantim is Please, telling Shemayim. He's saying in the court of heaven, how can you allow this to happen? You know, we have to be able to save him because he, he's... Look at you know how great he is all and just listing a bunch of good things about him and nothing flew. Nothing was 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 considered mer meritorious enough to redeem him. But then the Bashander said he's very careful about uh, Malava Malka. And Shemaim said, Oh, he's careful about Malava Malka, that talk is a big thing, shows the importance of Malava Malka, what we're doing over here. And and they said, however, only if he tastes from Malava Malka tonight can he be saved. Otherwise he's lost forever. And right away while he's at the table, you know, in the middle of the Shoshudis, he turns to one of his Talmidim, he takes a piece of the challah he made hamaytzian, and he also takes a full loaf of bread from, it says in the story, from his 12 loaves of bread. I don't know what that means, about Shantav had 12 loaves of bread. Uh, when you make hamaytzian Shabbos, mm -hmm. you're supposed to have 12 loaves of bread. Well, oh, okay, okay. Al-Pi Kabbalah, you're supposed to have 12 loaves of bread. You're not supposed to have only two, you're supposed to have 12. We fulfill this by having two six braids, parenthetically. Ah, okay. So that's a that's a fun fact. That's very very, very okay. Very nice. So anyway, so he gives him. Yeah, corresponds to the twelve showbread. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay. So he gives a loaf of he gives a slice of bread and a loaf of bread to his Talmud and says, "Take and go." He didn't tell him anything else. Now the Talmud knows the Bashan tells him to go. He has bitachin, he has emuna, and he's in his rebbe, and he starts to go. And as he's walking, everything was, you know, it was a normal road. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it starts to become, the road starts to become rocky and, and uneven, full of small pebbles, and it's very hard to walk like that. And he realizes that if his Rebbe sent him on a mission, it means that something, the Sultan's trying to stop him. And he keeps on going, and after a while it stops. And then he goes a little more, and then all of a sudden there's tons of sand. And it's very, very hard to walk on the sand. It's hard to, hard, hard to walk on the sand. You know, he has to walk over, you know, high, high, high uh, mounds of sand. The tests of, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds exactly like that, right? And he realizes, my son, he keeps on going. And something similar happens to him a third time. And the, the, the story that I read, it just said it happened to him again. So either one of these things happens again, or something similar happens to him again. And he started to cry. And he, and he davened to Hashem, and he said, Hashem, please allow me to fulfill the mission that my Rebbe has given to me. He was, you know, and... Everything vanishes, and not only did the, did the road become smooth again, but he actually, he actually started to, he felt that, the that he was moving at a faster pace than is physically possible. He had Kvitsa Saderach. 
and he finds himself in a town and he sees a light in a house and he decides he's going to go inside for a second. And this was the Galach's house. Next. And <laughs> he, what does he see? He sees a Yid over there, you know, with a Hadras upon him, yeah, everything, he has a beard and he has a kapata, big day Shabbos. He's lying full of, you know, he has vomit on his, on his, on his clothing. It looks like he's, you know, drunk. And he, he asks, there, was, there happened to be someone watching, you know, a guard over there, and he asks the guard, What's going on? So he says, oh, this guy is rubber the town. He came to Shmad and he realizes right away that the Baal Shem Tev sent him for this reason. And so he wakes him up and he tells him, oh, no, no, sorry. He, he waits for this, for this Rav to wake up. Now the Rav wakes up and he sees that the, it's dark outside and the Gach still come. What does he do? What's the first thing he reaches for? Booze. He reaches for the booze. So the, the, this, guy, this guy quickly, the, the Chassid of the Talmud of the Baal who was sent, grabs him and holds him back and says, wait, first dry, uh, you know, wash your hands. And he listens to him you know, to wash his hands. And he came, he came back down, sat down, and he was about to take a, a swig of booze, and he says, no, 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 no. Eat, eat some bread, eat this bread. And he was, he was about to bite into the bread, he said, bake a bracha. He made a bracha, he ate the bread, and right away the bread, the holy food from the Baal Shem Tev, started to have an effect on him and he realized where he is and what he's doing. He said, oh, what did I do? I just was about to trade my soul for what? And he's sad and he's crying and, and he's, and he's uh, very, very bitter about what he did. And, the, and this Talmud of the Baal Tev sees how embittered he is and he believes that Hashem is going to help him. And, and he, and he, and he, uh, based on everything that happened to this Chassid, after, after. Based on everything that happened to this Chassid, uh, to, to the Talmud of Hashem, until now, the fact that he had all these tests and, and that he uh, had Kfitza Saderach, he had these miracles happen to him, he knew that he would, they would get help. To, and he tells this Rav, listen, now that you want to come back, Hashem is for sure going to help us. We have to do our part. Because what happened, sorry, I, I skipped something. The, the, the Rav said, the only way I can fix what, I, what I've done is if I go to the Hashem, but he's so far away, how am I going to get to him? And he was very broken. So, so the Chassid, who had experienced all these miracles, said, listen, we have to do our part. He says, grab me by the gartla and we're going to go. And he takes him out of the house and they start walking. And in, in, in no time, they find themselves at the outskirts of Mezhebush. They walk into the Baal Shem Tev, And right away, he cries to the Baal Shem Tev and says, Rebbe, help me. What did I do? And uh, the Rebbe gave him a tickle. And the Rebbe gave him, you know, what he told him what he had to do to fix himself. And he did a full tshuva. And uh, we should uh, we should merit to do the tshuva like it says kibu v'kibla yehudim. It's about to be purim, so uh, and we should experience the ultimate tshuva of returning to our Father in heaven in Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh, with the Beis Hamikdash built. Agotvach, everybody! Please smash the like button. Please subscribe. Please consider being a patron on Patreon. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, then it's not free. <laughs> ah, this is a Hakel event. Thank you very much. God bless all of you. Mwah. And now for some bloopers. Guys, I forgot a...
Very. Oh, Mendy's here. Now, now we. Now the story will be complete. Mendy's sad. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot a very wait, 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 Okay, do not do not harm yourself. Don't do this at home. It's not smart. Jake, you not harm yourself, nor your own. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> no <laughs> animals were harmed in the making Johnny of this video. Tell me, say hello. Know your own property. <laughs> okay, Isaiah. Why not? Um, I don't know. I have to ask him. Right, he's gonna come back in years later and say I didn't consent to it. <laughs> yes, I know. All right. Okay, I forgot a very important part of the story, Hashtag which is why I got so excited about the story to begin okay. with, is because we're middle of Malcolm. Mm -hmm. The whole story was the whole redeeming the Balshemtiv. When he you found out what happened, when, when the Bashemtiv asked... You know, you're moving too much and it's blurring, right? Okay, when the Bashemtiv <laughs> asked... You do close up, back up, what are you doing, man? No, I'm just... You have to like, know how to focus. Guys, can you, can you like... Shut up. Ten, ten second attention span. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, there we go. Sorry, can you start from the beginning of the story, please? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm not holding this for the entire story. <laughs> it's not the whole story. He's making it a whole story. This is the outtakes and edits. You literally have to wait like a half hour and you have yourself bloopers. No, my, my, no, no, my goal is my goal is that when he does editing and cuts the, the, the dust, it should be like 30 second increments. The, the, <laughs> the outtakes and edits and bloopers. Have to have every 30 seconds he has to cut it again. <laughs> Hassan's goal. He didn't hear the story. The bus is taking away time from me, which translates to, to street money. How about oh. Okay. oh, and that is the that is the story. Wow, Yassi, you're flexing right now. Now, 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 now Jewish stereotypes. What's up? Uh, hold on, hold on. What's up? Listen, I'm gonna say one more thing and I'll let you Become go. Become okay? a patron on Patreon to make it come true. Okay, <laughs> say one more thing and I'm gonna let you go. I was watching the gem video tonight. Okay. And this guy comes from the New York Times. He wants to do an editorial on the Rebbe because it's the Rebbe's 70th birthday, so he wants to do a big spread. So he comes to the Rebbe, and this is per if I bring in... Uh, whatever. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. The Rebbe still had a semi-black semi beard. Yeah, it was almost Cassidy. And uh, he comes to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe's like... The Rebbe gives him a l'chaim and a bottle, and he, and he says, I'd like to do an interview on the Rebbe. And the Rebbe says, my chassidim. <laughs> Says yeah, yeah, them too. But I would really like to meet with you. It won't be an official. It ends up selling that it won't be an official interview. It'll just be let's like meet with you. I'm a base. He says, well, I just want to meet with you. And then he says, okay, whatever. Don't forget the chassidim. And the guy says, okay. So can it, is it possible? And I look at him. He's like, um, speak to my secretary. <laughs> <laughs> Such a like deal double G moment. He's like, uh, don't, don't bother me. Speak to my secretary. <laughs> Alright, now Yassi, your turn. Now your turn, Yassi, to finish okay, the story so that you were about to finish a long time ago. So basically... Wait, interruption! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Blue for real! Like this. This just in. That's when the Balshemtiv... Was it Blue for real? That's a very good question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What happens you buy a sour that you don't have your six grades? That's why you should not buy sour though. <laughs> no, that's why you should buy six of them. <laughs> buy 12 oh, yeah, sourdoughs. It's all like $300. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just you freeze them from week 20. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Just because you have them, you have to eat them. Right. That's true, that's true. So, uh, so, very no, good. No, 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 no. What you do is you get the two six braids, so you're Yotsi the Indian, and then you cut up sourdough. Right. But then you end up having... There it is. Guys, you heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> 
And you keep those two six braids. If you're putting them back in the braids. No, no, you, you, you'd have to cut one of the six braids each week because, like, you need to eat you're one, right. one yeah. of the mochis. Well, I know you just cut from the How might you use the, the salad? Alternatively, you could just buy ten rolls and two main chowers. <laughs> yeah. 